You're listening to DraftKings Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Mike Golick. God bless football, Stugatz. Here Thank we go. Thank you, Mike. We don't know where Billy something. is. What? Yeah. what happened? Where's Billy? I don't know. I mean, will you let me set it up? I would have set it myself. What's the matter with you? Well, do it then. You know what I've noticed, uh, Mike Golick? Billy's been absent all week, and Mikey A's, but he's enjoying it. He's been super chatty. He's cutting people off. I mean, it's driving me nuts. I mean, I'm going to tell you what I've noticed more. Yeah. That you and Mikey both a little agitated with one another or just agitated in general. It seems like this Jet season got to you more than normal. Like, you know the Jets are going to be bad. Stu, you called this. As soon as Aaron Rodgers signed, it was just a matter of time. Little did we know it would be four plays. But what this has turned into, it seems like it's even a little more of a twist of the knife than normal for you Jet fans. It is. I'm upset about the Jets. I'm I'm upset about the last 40 years of the Jets. I'm upset that Joe Beningo has Robert Sala's number, and I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And I would do exactly what Joe Beningo did if I had text conversations with Robert Sala. I would share them all with Levitard on air. So, yeah, and that will be the last time that Sala texts Joe Beningo. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh yeah, I don't think so. Unless he wants to get, unless he wants to push an agenda. Right. Then he will text him because knowing that Beningo will put it out there. Well, Mike, let's start there since you brought it up. We'll get to the college football playoff in a second because you told us Florida State undefeated Power 5 team will never be left out of the college football playoff. And <laughs> to the surprise of many, and I'm sure to you, they yeah. were left out of the college football playoff. But what would you make of the whole Zach Wilson, the drama with the Jets? <laughs> they so, are a terrible team, and everyone's talking about them this week. And it's never about the good stuff, Mike. It's always about stuff like this. It's, it's hard for me to imagine a player would say, I don't want to go on the field. Now, sometimes it depends on the status. Like, say a Justin, if, now if you're hurt, say like a Justin Jefferson. If he wanted to sit a couple of more weeks to really make sure about that hammy, there might be some fans that are a little bummed out. But you understand Justin Jefferson is one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league. Make sure he's right. Let, let him make sure he feels he's right. Zach Wilson's not in that position. If, in fact, he did say this to kind of dictate whether I want to go on the field. Zach Wilson's not going to be a Jet next year. While Zach Wilson was a very high pick, Zach Wilson has not been playing well. So people like that, if you throw, go back, well, like like my son Mike, when he was at Notre Dame, they go to a bowl game. He's got to play in a bowl game. He needs more tape for the NFL. If this was going on when I was at Notre Dame, I would have played in our bowl game my senior year uh, because I always needed more tape 
to have the NFL look at it. Most guys do. There are the rarefied air of those that can kind of pick and choose if they want to be out on the field. And normally it's around an injury. This was basically, if in fact it was true, Zach Wilson saying, listen, I don't want to go out there and get hurt, you know, playing with this offense. I don't want to play. I just find it hard to believe that he would say something like that in all honesty, because Stu and Mike, yeah, he's got to prove himself, reprove himself for the next team that he's going to be on for someone to look at him and say, yeah, I want to bring him on, you know, in a backup role for my team. And you know, what doesn't endear you to coaches is somebody who's healthy and would have said, no, I don't want to go back on the field. That's, I just have a hard time believing he would say that. Uh, Mike, you did tell us, and I want to get your thoughts here about the college football playoff, because I'm certain you were shocked that an undefeated power five was left out of the college football playoff. I happen to, Listen, I applauded the committee because, Mike, you know this, growing up for me, it was the last two. If we had two undefeated teams, they would play each other in a national championship game. This was according to the AP. This was the writers who were deciding right. uh, deciding it. Then we went to the BCS, now we have this committee. Um, I do think you have to factor in that Florida State is down to their third-string quarterback. I do think the committee gave us the most exciting playoff. I do think the committee gave us – you want to say they're the best four. You don't want to say they're the best four teams, fine, but they're certainly four exciting teams, great matchups, four of the best five teams in the country, let's say. And you do, and that's what the committee was brought in to do. They were brought in to factor in, hey, how healthy is your team headed into the college football playoff? And do you have a realistic chance of winning a national championship? So, first, uh, get, let's get rid of the, it would have been a third string quarterback. Rodemaker would have been back. You have a okay. number of weeks. So, it would have been the second string quarterback. They weren't great with him, Mike, either. No, so. I know. Yeah. We have one sample size in a Florida True. game, in a, in, a, in a rivalry game that, oh, by the way, Bama needed a Hail Mary to beat a six and five team. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, I, I don't want to hear it too much about he didn't play well. Bama almost got beat by a six and five team. They okay. didn't, but they almost did. Uh, One of the other things I'll say is everybody says, well, that's obviously uh, indicative of what the committee thinks of the ACC as opposed to the SEC. The ACC was six and four against the SEC this year. Six and four. That's a winning record last I checked. Mm -hmm. Florida State, while their strength of schedule, I get it, was lower than the others. In their non-conference game, played two SEC teams on the road and beat them. I mean, and, and listen. The whole reason this happened, we know, because I can lay out stats like that, but the only reason they're out is because their quarterback is hurt. And the committee has it in their their bylaws, whatever you want to call them, that they can determine what a team is like without a certain player, in this case, the quarterback, and what they would be like and that they wouldn't be as competitive. And I like to look at – I come at everything as a former player. I like to look at the fact that they play with a backup in a rivalry game And then with a true freshman third stringer against a committee-ranked Louisville team, not a not-ranked team, a committee-ranked Louisville team, and they won that game. Didn't look great on offense. Their defense can hang with anybody in the country, uh, but didn't look great on offense. They'd go back to their backup quarterback, and then you hear, oh, just be a blowout uh, in the semis. You know what? What people need to do, go look at every semifinal matchup since we started the committee. Uh, last year was the only year both games were one scores. Every other year, either one or both semifinal games were blowouts. And that was by four teams people wanted in there. So it happens every year except last year that you would get a blowout. 
I think they deserve that shot. And I know that's not a word people like to hear. It shouldn't be deserved. It should be the top four teams. I understand all that. But I just have a hard, hard time leaving a team in a power conference. By the way, again, a team that's conference record was better than the SEC's conference record in head-to-head. And by the way, this was the first year, you know, the old BCS rankings. Every year of the new committee, you look at what the BCS rankings would have had. Every year, they had the exact same four teams, except maybe different order, except for this year. This was the only year, the only year, the old BCS would have had a different team, and that different team would have been Florida State. They would have had Michigan, Washington, Alabama, and then Florida State. Me personally, Florida State would have been in, and Texas would have been in, because they beat Alabama, and the SEC would have been out but that would be unheard of to this committee. And the close-up of Greg Sankey's head, if that would have happened, exploding, <laughs> would have been probably too much to bear. So, so you have day, no we'll, SEC team in there, huh? That's interesting. I know. I would not have had an SEC, SEC team in there. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't. It's just, just the way it would have fallen. I, I would not have kept FSU out. All right. Let me ask both of you this. Mikey, do you agree with, with Golick on this, or do you think the committee got it right? I don't. I think the committee got it right. I think I think everything he said is absolutely true. But right. as somebody who's just a fan who's going to observe the games and watch them, I didn't want to watch a backup quarterback with Florida well, State. I didn't want to watch you. it. I, I was going to ask Mike. Mike, I understand. Like, like it's hard <laughs> yeah. to argue with what it is you're saying, right. and it's really hard to argue with any of these five teams. I guess Georgia, if you want to throw that Ohio State, there could have been seven teams in there uh, in, in the college football playoff, and next year there'll be twelve. So, <laughs> yeah. But, but I do wonder, Mike, are you more intrigued, more interested, because? There's a lot of people screaming and yelling on Florida State's behalf. Most of them, well. Live in Tallahassee, okay? Right. Ron yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ron DeSantis is suing sure. everybody. It's ridiculous. Oh, well, I mean, my <laughs> do God. something better, more productive Just, with your time, please. I uh, completely agree. Yeah, <laughs> but I am you. wondering, would you be more excited for the game you're about to get, which is Michigan and Alabama, or Florida State with their backup quarterback taking on, uh, taking on Michigan? Listen, I understand what you're saying, but it's yeah. a game of football, and you never know. Did we think Oregon would beat Florida State 59 to 20 in 2015? No. Did we think uh, that Alabama would beat Michigan 38 to nothing in 2016 in the semis? Did we think Clemson would beat Ohio State 31 to nothing in the semis in 2017? Or Alabama would beat Washington 24 to seven in that same semis? I mean, do we think that stuff was going to happen? Clemson would beat Notre Dame 30 to three. I mean, as I said, every year. So now this year, the difference may have been, we may see that going in, but we still don't know. We didn't expect those blowouts those years, and we still got blowouts. Maybe it would have been a blowout. Maybe it wouldn't have been a blowout. Have we seen the Florida State defense play? They're pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they help keep that offense in the game, which has two stud wide receivers and a heck of a running back as well. So I, I, I would have been, and, and I've heard other people say, oh, nobody would have watched. That's a bunch of bull. Everybody would have tuned into the game. They'll stay with uh, Alabama and Michigan a lot longer, I promise uh, you. <laughs> probably. They, they, they may. They may. But who knows? How about this, Mike? If Florida State beats Georgia, which is a great matchup outside of the college football playoff. Right. They're playing down here in the Orange Bowl, I think. If Florida State beats Georgia, okay, they get the national championship. Or the winner of the actual playoff then has to play Florida State for the championship. How about that? So, so I heard this as well. Let's see if Florida State can beat Georgia, and then they would have a case. 
Well, that's a ridiculous statement because the case has already been made. They're not in the final four. And anybody looking at bowl games and then maybe betting on bowl games, betting on bowl games is like betting on NFL preseason games. Uh, There is no, I have no idea what, what Florida state and Georgia, do we think the best player on the field in that game would be Brock Bowers? Do we think Brock Bowers is playing in that game? No, I haven't heard he has it, but is he? Versus the the edge rusher for Florida State, who is the top edge rusher looked at in the upcoming draft. I haven't heard anything. Maybe he is playing, but he may not be playing in this game. We that that's the thing about these the outside of the playoffs. We don't know the guys who have already are in the transfer portal, which is over eleven hundred people already. They won't be playing in the games outside of Tyler Buckner is transferring from Alabama to go back to Notre Dame to play lacrosse, by the way, which is pretty cool. Ridiculous. And then you have guys that are, I mean. then you have guys that are, why he could get a national title ring in football and a national title ring in lacrosse next year. If Notre Dame went back, to back. I mean, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I know. Hey, Hey, <laughs> I'll tell everybody, I'll tell your daughters, anybody stay in college as long as you possibly can. No, I agree. Listen, I went five can. years, Mike, but yeah. my daughter's one of the ones who's getting screwed with all these kids staying around forever. I mean, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> no, that that is true. So I don't, I do not put a whole lot into bowl games and the results because of the transfer portal and guys that might be sitting out. So the the outcome of a Florida Florida State Georgia game means nothing to me. I think Florida will show up and want to win that game. Florida State will show up and want to win sure, that sure game more will. so than Georgia will. Right? It, it I just agree be, with that. It just yes. may be what players they have. Right? Do they have Correct. showing up on both sides? Yes. Uh, the other thing I threw out to Levitard, and he loved it, was I think they both like. I think what the committee should have done is set Florida State's defense with Texas's offense and called them oh, Flexus State. Wow. Right. Let me tell you that you. the Alabama Michigan game could be an, an hour and fifteen minute game. Right. For the running that's going to go on in that game, <laughs> the Washington Texas game, wow, yes, is that scoreboard going to be? I don't know if there's already. I'm sure there is an over under for it, but I'm taking the over. That yes. scoreboard is going to get lit up. So you're going to see two different types of games between those two games. Check them out, Gojo and Golik, every morning, 8 to 10 on the DraftKings Network and wherever you get your podcast, Golik and Smeddy as well. Mike, what is the championship game? And I'll be doing Sunday Night Football. We'll get to that in just a second. What is the championship game we should be rooting for? What is the matchup we should be rooting for? Is it Alabama-Texas? Is it is it so, Michigan? So I picked Washington at the beginning of the year to be in the Final Four. Uh, so if Washington were to make it, I, I would look good. So that's kind of what I want. Because we all want to look good. Right. <laughs> um, and, and what's interesting, who has been the villain the last decade of you want to see this team lose, you don't want to see him around, it's Alabama. But who's the villain this year? Jim Harbaugh. Yes. Right? So in association, Michigan, you cheaters, you sign stealers. So you have the last two villains in college football playing against one another in Alabama and Michigan. Um, I, I would, I would like to see, listen, I know Mike to my son hates Michigan for me. I don't mind Michigan. As I've always said, if I didn't go to Notre Dame, I'd have gone to Michigan. My big rivalry was, uh, was USC. So I, I would like to see a Michigan and Washington. I think a lot of college football would love to see Texas back in the sink because yes. how many years have we said the U is back or Texas is back? And neither has been, but Texas has been closer. And now they have a chance to be fully back and get themselves in the national championship game. 
I think a lot of fans want Texas Alabama. They want to see that rematch. I, I agree. I, I you're, you're, yeah, I should have answered. Go back yeah. to answer your question. I think that would be the matchup most would be excited about would be Texas Alabama. How was Portal Day for you, Mike? Did you have a good day? Like, I mean... you know, people were always were were a little scratching in the head because December fourth, you could go in the portal, but there were already a thousand people in the portal, and people would be like, "Well, how does that happen?" That happened because on November 26th, when the season ended, any team that lost their coach, those players could immediately go in the portal. And a lot, way more coaches than you think lose their job in college football. So there's 85 scholarship players on all those teams that could effectively leave or go in the portal if they wanted to. So that's why we have so many. And what's interesting, guys, is we have a lot of starting quarterbacks going in the portal. Some will follow their coaches to the next stop, right? Um, and 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 that and I have no problem with it. I don't have no problem with it sure. at all. Right. But it is a hell. Notre Dame will probably jump in the portal uh, again. Look at Riley Leonard, maybe from Duke, uh, to bring in another quarterback. Though I do like Steve Angeli. The guy's kind of been waiting in the wings. What he can do if he gets his chance. But listen, the portal is big business now. We know that. Uh, so, you know, how quickly do teams jump into it? Because especially when you hear a player go in the portal and say, but I don't want anybody talking to me in the portal, which means they already know the team they're going to. That's already right. been worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting time in college football. I think Riley might, by the way, Mike Elko is going to join uh, me and you next week. The new Texas A&M head coach we had oh, him on awesome. earlier. Yes. yes. He's very excited for it. I would think Riley Leonard might go with his coach. I have no idea, but we'll see. Uh, We'll see what happened. Um, Mike, I want to get to the NFL here. You're on the Sunday night game. You're on the, yeah. the Eagles and the Cowboys. And uh, we had a legendary Dallas Cowboy on. He's actually on this episode. Uh, we spoke to him earlier uh, earlier this week. I think you guys had him on your show. It's Emmett Smith. We asked him about you, Mike Golick, and I want to play it back for you. All right, so Mike Golick tackled you once. You don't really remember it. Did he ever talk to you? No, he, he didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't on the field long enough to talk trash. <laughs> <laughs> There's Billy. <laughs> wow! What Emmett, man? I thought we were buds. Wow! You thought wrong. <laughs> I hope he was just going for the cheap laugh there. That was really hurtful. So my moment with Emmett Smith, and yeah. I tackled him more than once, by the way. Right. Um, but my <laughs> moment with him again. This is back in the '80s when we were playing, early '90s, where you could hit a little differently. So he ran a play to a, to the outside. Now I'm an interior D lineman, and it was going wide. It was really getting strung out by our guys. So by the time I got close to it, I was at full speed. It takes me, you know, half a field to get to full speed. But he had turned the corner right by the sideline, and I am at full bore speed. Guys, I'm telling you, I did everything that would get, get me thrown out today. I launched, and I hit him with my head right in the side of his head. I mean, I tried to knock his head off his body. We hit, went flying out of bounds, and it was one of those when I hit him, I'm like going, man, did I just crush him. This is awesome. Hit the ground. He goes flying out of bounds. I go flying out of bounds. I, I hit and I roll and I get up and I expect to look over and see him kind of, you know, a pile of flesh laying there, you know, and I'm all excited. He pops up and just runs right by me like nothing happened. It's <laughs> like in that boxing ring where you hit somebody with everything you have and they just kind of turn their head a little bit and look back at you like, that all you got? I was like, damn. I'm like, so okay, that yeah. dude is about his – and he was one of the toughest running backs I ever ever went against. But uh, uh, I am a little hurtful. I wasn't able to be on the interview. Just Mike interviewed him. And, of course, he was very nice uh, talking about me then. Yes. But I really see what the truth comes up. 
when I'm not around what the talk is about. Okay, I'll remember that. He did. In, in fairness to Emmett, Mikey A will, will, will agree with me here. He did show a great amount of respect for you, Michael, like after he made the joke. Okay, yeah. He was going for the joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Nah, he knew we, what we, I wanted and he gave it to me, okay? <laughs> it's amazing because, you know, that was a time when you really disliked your opponents. But I've grown to be such friends with him. Nate yeah. Newton, a guy I played against a lot. Michael Irvin, uh uh troy aikman i mean a lot of those guys we've you know through media and seeing each other been really good friends so it's it's been pretty cool but uh reliving those days has been fun uh spoiler alert emmett also says on this episode he'd take the florida job so (laughs) wow okay there you go yeah it's crazy uh mike so this dallas uh philadelphia game is going to be interesting you're on the call yeah Uh, and just quickly here the Eagles coming off a loss. People starting to question them. That's what we do after they lose a game. The Cowboys, this is their time. They got to get them. Dak, MVP season, playing the best he's ever played. Uh, Philadelphia is going into Dallas, being disrespected a bit as a plus three and a half point underdog. Uh, what do you make of this game? It's going to be a fun, interesting game. But this is how we go week to week, right? After they get smoked by San Francisco, all of a sudden we're down on them. When in the previous three weeks, they beat the Bills, the Eagles, and the and the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, the Bills, the uh, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys. So those are three monster wins. And then they get smoked by the 49ers, just like the Cowboys did earlier in the season. But I'll say this. The Cowboys are playing better than Philadelphia right now. Yes. Their defense is humming. Their offense has been on absolute fire scoring points. But it's a matchup within the matchup. You know, without getting too technical, Dallas loves to play one safety at the top called single high one safety up there. So they can, they have another uh, there for the run in the first game. When Philly won the game, they ran it 33 times, but only averaged a little over three yards, but they were able to get the carries in, which was good. Uh, But that's what Dallas loves to do. They love to play that single high. So it can be a little tougher uh, to run on. They're first in the league in man coverage. They love playing man coverage. Oh, by the way, AJ Brown is great against man. Great against man coverage. Look for that matchup. Look for C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's the only wide receiver in the league with over 500 yards as a wide receiver and as a slot receiver. And Philly has been really susceptible in the middle of the field. They've had secondary injuries early on. They have line major linebacker issues now from injuries. Look at the first game they played. Jake Ferguson, the tight end, had a big game over the middle. Seven catches, 91 yards. And one last feather in the cap for Dallas. Their old line, which Tyron Smith, the left tackle Hall of Famer, Zach Martin, right guard Hall of Famer, have been nicked up a little. They're as healthy as they've been. Do you know who the top percentage left tackle is in the league at giving up the least amount of pressure? Tyron Smith. Really? Tyron Smith. I mean, that O-line is healthy, and that O-line is playing like the best O-line in football. Oh, by the way, and the Eagles probably have the best O-line in football, so another you know great matchup for those defenses. So... I think Dallas is playing better ball right now, but certainly wouldn't shock me at all Philly to win. Uh, the only reason I want Philadelphia to win is I want to see Stephen A's reaction on Monday. That's the only <laughs> reason. <laughs> That's it. I root for chaos, Mike. There you That's go. Well, you, you got it in the playoffs, the college football playoffs, too. So you had to be happy about that. Yeah, very happy about it. Uh, Gojo and Golick, uh, check them out every morning, 8 to 10 a.m. on the DraftKings Network. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcast, Golick and Smetty as well. Uh, Mike, we appreciate the time. And, of course, God bless football and God bless the military, Mike. Army, Navy, our national championship. God bless the troops, Mike.
God bless the troops. Everybody watch that game. And if you can ever get to the game, I've always said it, get to the game. The pomp and circumstance before the game, then you have the game, and then after the game, is it just will give you chills. Just give you chills. Uh, Mike, enjoy the football weekend. Enjoy the game Sunday night. And we will uh, talk to you with Coach Mike Elko next week. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975, we were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years. And then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple undebatable quality great taste only 96 calories it's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most a light beer that tastes like beer you don't have to choose what's best miller light has great taste and is less filling tastes like miller time to get miller light delivered right to your door visit millerlightcom gbf or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer celebrate responsibly miller brewing company milwaukee wisconsin 96 calories per 12 ounces fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer Very exciting for us, a legend, Hall of Famer, the greatest running back I've ever seen. He is joining us right now. He is Emmett Smith. He's joining us on behalf of Narcan. Uh, Emmett, before we get to some football stuff and what's going on with you now, uh, how'd you get hooked up with Narcan? Well, uh, first of all, I had a personal experience with some friends that I've lost, uh, loved ones that actually got hooked on some opioids itself. And going through that and watching uh, the devastation that it caused. Um, when this opportunity presented itself, I thought it was the right one to align myself with. Uh, and the mi mission here with Emergent and the Ready to Rescue campaign is to spread awareness around and being prepared for opioid emergencies. And so with it hitting home the way it did for myself and seeing how it's impacting our country, uh, especially with fentanyl out there as well, uh, we're losing celebrities, you lose, losing people that we don't know, left and right. I think it's important that uh, people open their eyes up to the possibility of it can actually happen anywhere at any point in time to them or someone closest to them. And so our mission is, mission is to try to make sure that people are equipped and people are aware that Narcan nasal spray is, is available over the counter and that you can equip yourself with it and have it on hand at any point in time so you can be ready to rescue someone just in case you uh, you run across an emergency. Emmett, I'm wondering, do you watch today's NFL as someone who ran the ball so many times during his career? Again, the greatest running back I've ever seen. Do you watch today's NFL and say, what the hell happened to the running game? Yes, I do. Yes, really? I do. Yes, I do. I mean, when, I watch, when I'm watching the game, I'm getting frustrated because I see a quarterback like Zach up there in New York, and I see a running game behind him, and I ask myself, how are they developing this young kid? Right. What are they doing to help this young man? Um, they're throwing him to the wolves, in my opinion, and they're expecting him to, to be this guy that he's not ready to be yet. And the best way to allow a young quarterback like himself to mature 
is to lean on the running game. You got Davin Cook and you have the other guy out there that's running the rock fairly well. Brees Hall. Yeah, Brees Hall. Utilize those resources to help develop this young kid. And so now I'm questioning the quarterback coach and I'm questioning the the, the mentality around the offensive coordinator in, in, in terms of what they're doing to develop this young man. And then I got to ask the young man, what are you doing to grow? How are you humbling yourself and opening yourself up for the possibility to learn and grow from Aaron Rodgers and many others and the coaches that are teaching you? You don't come into the game knowing everything. At every level I played the game of football, no matter if it was a high school level, college level, or even the pro level, I learned something new almost every day and every year. And I got better and better and better because I started to trust the people that was actually teaching me. With this kid, I don't know. And with the running game itself, I don't know what teams are looking at. They try, everybody's trying to develop the next Patrick Mahomes or the next Tom Brady or the next, uh, I ain't going to even say Josh Allen, I just call it Joe Barrows. Everybody's trying to develop those kind of guys. And some of these kids are just not those kind of guys. These guys are once-in-a-lifetime kind of talented individuals. And so to throw that moniker on everyone that's coming into the National Football League, it's just unfair. And the press just get around it, and, and they just go ahead and march to the drummer's beat of the quarterback this and the quarterback that and the reduction of the athlete or the running back in this area and devaluing this. And that just goes around, and then every, all you know, Next thing you know, all the fans and everybody else is talking the same things you guys are talking. Emmett, I'm wondering if you saw the news that we weren't sure was ever going to happen that Jimmy Johnson got into the Cowboys <laughs> ring of honor. Yeah, and I'm wondering I, if you I thought you were you were going to see that day happen. I'm guessing no. I missed that news. Mm. You missed the news of Jimmy being in the ring of honor, huh? That Jerry said he's finally going to do it, Emmett. Of course not. I did, miss, <laughs> I did not miss it. Of course I knew. Jerry and I talked about it before it was even announced. Really? Oh, really? Emmett, yeah. take credit for it. Go ahead and take credit for uh, it, please. I cannot take credit for it, but Jerry and I had a conversation before it was actually announced. And uh, and I was pre pleased and I was thrilled. Uh, and I was happy for it. And uh, because, you know, as a player, when you've – Coming to the National Ball League and the man that drafts you is, is, is obviously Jerry Jones, who pays the bills, but Jimmy Johnson is the guy who ran the football operations and that, everything else. That guy believes in you. And then all of a sudden, we go on a run and we win three Super Bowls in four years. And the guy that brought you in helped build this thing up to where it's at in conjunction with Jerry Jones. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in the ring of honor years later with your boys, Troy and Michael, and Darren Wilson and Larry Allen and other players, Charles Haley, et cetera, et cetera. And you're looking around and you don't see your head coach up there, but you see Tom Landry up there and all that great team that was in the seventies and eighties. It's like, something's not right about this pitching. And our coach deserved to be there. He won two Super Bowls. You won two Super Bowls under this man's supervision. How can you not have him in there? The only Super Bowls you ever got was through this man and what he was able to do. And so it's, it's, it, 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 it's been a long time coming, and I'm glad that it's finally here. Did Jerry ever ask you about it? And you said, ah, not yet, not yet. Just wait on Jerry. Yeah, Did he ever ask a little you bit ever? longer. 
Makes little you bit, a little bit, a little more. Yeah. No. Emmett eh. no. <laughs> Smith is with us here, swigging his water. You don't want to address that. You're not going to answer that, huh? <laughs> I, I said he never did ask. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I am wondering here, Emmett. Uh, Mike Golick, you had legendary matchups against the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you ever one time remember being tackled by Mike Golick, who is a co-host of this show? Just so you know, maybe once, mm. maybe, maybe, maybe once, maybe, yeah. maybe once. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, it's funny. You were talking about the Jets, Zach Wilson. What the Jets don't have that you had, that Troy had, that Michael had, that those teams had, that Jimmy had. I mean, they had Larry Allen and Nate Newton. We don't have that up in New York right now, Emmett. That's true. And that is part of, that is part of this young man's development as well. When your offensive line is not holding up and this kid is getting getting rushed and pressured so much, yes, he's going to make some bad decisions because that ball has to get out of his hands fairly quickly. And so, but, uh, I mean, I never played quarterback. But I lined up behind one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And what he saw on the defensive side of the ball, I saw the same thing. I was raised and, and coached and taught to be able to read defenses and defensive fronts and coverages and pick out where the issues would be coming from to eliminate half the field. I don't know how these kids are being coached today. And I don't understand some of the things and the philosophy that that has been instituted in the game of football where people are turning to the sideline and looking for answers. This is professional football. You shouldn't have to be a robot on the football field. And I think that not being a robot is what made Tom Brady, Tom Brady, and what makes Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and what also made Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is because they've studied the game enough to where they know what's about to happen on the football field. And oftentimes we call these leaders and quarterbacks field generals. Right. Because the field general has the ability to override something that was called because he sees something different that's about to happen that could blow up the play. And so we used to have what we call a check with me system. When we come to the line of scrimmage, Troy would come with a check. We'd come with two, two plays. One would be a pass play. One would be a run play. We'd come up, and if we saw that eighth man in the box coming in, coming in, he'd go easy, easy, whatever. Or, or he'll go red, red, or run, run, or RRs. He'll do something to know we were going to run the ball. And everybody knew that. And so Zach and other young players and young quarterbacks have to develop to that level. And, and coordinators have to get outside of themselves and stop running systems and allow the system to adjust to the players that you actually have. That, to me, is great coaching. Uh, Emmett, we'll get you out of here in just a second. We'll talk about Narcan one more time on the way out here. But I'm wondering, when you played with Deion Sanders and against Deion Sanders, did you ever, for one moment, think to yourself, future college coach? No. No? <laughs> not, not at that time. Not at that time. But, 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 but when, he, when he was coaching his youth league, the, the truth, and my son EJ played with Shadora uh, when they were 8 and 9 and 10 years old, uh, I could see – him evolving to become a coach. Okay. Uh, and then once he started coaching in the high school rankings, and then he went off to Jackson State, I can see where he was going. When he coached the, the Under Armour games and stuff like that with Mariucci and all, I can see where he was heading to. So he has been grooming himself 
and getting two leaves from coaches like Steve Mariucci and many others, and now Nick Saban may, may be mentoring him. He is seeking out that kind of wisdom, and he's bringing his own thought process to the table. That's making them, That's what's making him so dynamic. And so give him, give him four years to get his program up and running and get the players in that he wants. And, and they can talk about clicks all they want to, but then it's going to be all about participation and player playing and clicks because they're going to be rolling. And, and a lot of people are going to be upset because they're going to be just that daggone good. Uh, Emmett, my wife went to the University of Florida. The Gators might need a head coach next year. I'm just saying, Emmett, have you ever thought I'm about available. it? I'm just, I'm just I'm throwing available. it out there. Wow. I'm available. I would drop whatever I am doing to go coach the University of Florida if they wanted me to. Oh, mm. my God. That'd be such a great hire. I would I'm drop happy. whatever I'm doing to go coach at my alma mater. And I'm going to bring Narcan with me, though. Make them the team sponsor, right? Yes. It'll be a team sponsorship. That's what it's going to be. It's right. going to be a university sponsorship. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> and we're going to have Narcan everywhere, including in the dorm rooms and the apartments and everything, because we can put it there. And that's where it should be. Narcan can go anywhere, and I don't have to stop endorsing it. That's the, that's the beautiful thing about it. That's yeah. right. And the kids can endorse it, too. Yes. yes. The university can endorse it. The country can endorse it. Because if it. we have an epidemic that's – Killing people. And if it takes something as simple as this for us to be ready to save a life, why won't we do it? I love why it. Not I, do I, it? I, I hope you're the Gators coach. I really do. Uh, one quick one. Last one. Way out here. Mount Rushmore of Dallas Cowboy players. Okay. The Mount Rushmore of Dallas Cowboy players. No Tom Landry, no Jimmy Johnson, no Jerry, nothing. Just Mount Rushmore of Dallas Cowboys players. The four players? best ever. Players only. Players only? Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. No tech shram. I don't want any of that. No, no, want... no, no coaches, none, none of that. None of nope. that. No owners and no. all that. Okay, just no. players themselves. So yes. we got we, we definitely got to go with Bob Lilly and, and Roger Stone. Okay. Um you're gonna leave one of the three of you out, Emmett. I mean Yeah, 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 I am. I am. <laughs> uh then I'm gonna throw Troy up there, then I'm gonna throw Michael up there, and I'm gonna leave myself out. That's a good job by you because Michael would call you and he'd complain about it, right? Like <laughs> he'd be like, put me in the game, man. Put me in the game. Throw the ball. Throw the ball to me. <laughs> All right. One more time on the way out, Emmett. And we do appreciate the time. A uh, big no, thrill thank for you. me. Norcan.com to get more information on the Norcan nasal spray. And if the university called me, Norcan is coming with me. All right. Listen, my wife is a gator and she heard this conversation. She just screamed. Yeah, that's what she said. I've never heard of a curse before. I bet you got excited. <laughs> hey, I'm excited too. I mean, if they call me, I'm coming. All right. Cowboys uh, winning the Super Bowl? Cowboys? Huh? Can the Cowboys win the Super Bowl? Or are they winning the Super Bowl? Are we winning the Super Bowl? Yes. We got to get to the playoff first and, mm. and then then okay. that's the first thing first. And then win one. We get to first get to the get to the playoff, hopefully secure some level of home field advantage. Right. And then let's see where we go. All right, so Mike Golick tackled you once. You don't really remember it. Did he ever talk to you? No, he, he didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't on the field long enough to talk trash. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I'm, just, I'm just joking because <laughs> no, 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 no. We're gonna clip that. So we're gonna, I know we're you gonna are. play it back for Golick. I know Golic. you are. <laughs> I know that's why. That's why I said it. <laughs> All right. oh, you're so good. I mean, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and good luck on the uh, on, on the coaching front. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys be good. Peace out. All right, thank you, Evan. It is time for this week's edition of Stew You Gots, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football, 
week 15. We'll get to the bowl season next week. And like I do every season, I will pick every single bowl game. Can't wait. Seven and two a week ago, 71, 55, and five on the season. How about that? Having a year. I am. 71, 55, and five. I should make it to the college football playoff. One game this weekend, it is Army, it is Navy, it is what college football is all about. It is our national championship here on God Bless Football. I'm taking both teams. There are no losers here, there are just winners. Army and Navy both cover, and it's a guaranteed 2-0. And of course, at this time of year, what we say here on God Bless Football to both teams is we thank you for your service. Let's get to the NFL. Week 14, 5 and 3 a week ago, 49, 42 and 1 on the season. I'm having a year. I had 7 games above 500 in the NFL. Let's get to this week's game. Rams plus 7 and a half. They're at Baltimore. Baltimore wins, but I'm taking the Rams. Rams cover. Ravens by 4 points at home over the Rams. I'm taking the Rams plus 7 and a half. The Houston Texans taking on the Jets. <laughs> Zach Wilson is back. That's why I'm taking the Houston Texans. Buy it down to three. C.J. Stroud is incredible. Texans win. They cover. They beat the Jets by 10 points on the road. Lions at Bears. Lions coming off a loss. Dan Gamble is pissed. You don't want to pissed off Dan Gamble. He's pissed. Lions buy it down to three. They need this game. They'll get this game at Chicago. Buy it to three. Lions win and they cover the Lions by 10 points on the road. Cincinnati, minus one. Take it on the Colts. Colts have been good to me this year. Hopefully that doesn't bite me in the ass. What? I'm taking the Bengals here. Cincinnati wins. They cover at home. The Bengals by four points over the Colts. 49ers. You know what? Chris Sims, you were right. Their best game is better than everyone else's best game in the NFL. They showed that last week against Philadelphia. I'm sold. I'm taking the Niners here. The Seahawks need it, but I'm taking the Niners. Minus 11 at home against the Seahawks. San Francisco wins. They cover San Francisco by 17 points at home. The Chargers, they definitely need it. Minus two and a half against the Broncos, who also definitely need it. But I'm taking the Chargers. Why not? They covered last week. Minus five and a half. They won by six. Six to nothing over the Patriots. Let's take them again. Chargers by four points at home over the Broncos. They cover. Eagles bounce back week. Plus three and a half at Dallas. Dallas do it against Philly. They never do. Do it in the postseason. They never do. Buy it up to plus four. Sure, I'll take the Eagles plus four. The Eagles win the game outright. They win by three points on the road and break everyone's heart in Dallas. Can't wait. Dolphins, minus 13 Monday night. One of two this week on Monday night. Dolphins, minus 13 at home against the Titans. I keep saying it. I'll say it all year. The most dangerous thing in the NFL is the Dolphins and that offense on their home field. You'll see it this weekend. Monday night, Dolphins minus 13 against the Titans. I'm taking the Dolphins here to win and to cover the Dolphins by 21 points at home over the Titans. Those are the picks, everyone. Good luck. Stugatz here for my friends over at DraftKings. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boost, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you are new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers, bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. I love 
bonus bets. Who doesn't? The conference semifinals have some great matchups. You have the Knicks and Pacers in the East. You have the Nuggets and T-Wolves in the West. Oh, it is just getting good. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code LAF. That's code LAF for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. What's going on, fellas? How are you? Have you guys ever had tape like this where you can't find the end of it? And you gotta, yes. You know, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I usually get mad at whoever was the last one to use it until I realize it was me. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was just dealing with there. So what are you doing? Like, what do you do in that spot? I mean, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get in there. You gotta find. You gotta drag your nail along it and try to find the end. You get, you get a knife and you create a new opening. That's what you do. Exactly. <laughs> We started with tape, okay? And I don't want to stop. In fact, I'll do 20 minutes on tape if you'd like, okay? <laughs> no, please no. But last thing, it's, and then you find it and you start peeling it and it doesn't come off the whole strip. Mm-hmm. It's like one little piece of it. One corner, like, ah. one long yeah. corner. Yeah, right. exactly. But anyway, right. let's get the tape out of here. But all right. <laughs> that voice is Tony. Uh, he is a host and a producer for us on the uh, Dan Levitard Show with Stigatz. And he is here today because, and Austin, you would not like this. How do you feel about a guy who's taking a week off, but he doesn't tell you, because you're the most organized person I f-ing know, Austin, okay? How do you feel about a guy who takes a week off, but doesn't tell anyone on his staff until the night before, and then turns all his vacation things on, like email, his text, everything bounces back, I'm on vacation. How do you feel about that? I, I feel like you gotta, we got to check on this guy. Is, <laughs> is he doing all right? Like, is he okay? Yeah. Yeah, that is, come on, man. Is that, that's not characteristic of him? Come on. Uh, so you're you right. First, it's, it's uncharacteristic of him, and it's shocking to me that he did it, Billy. Damn, Billy. Billy. Yeah. You first might have to explain to Austin what a day off is, let alone what a week off is, because I'm yeah. not sure Austin knows what that is. <laughs> do you mean a whole week where you don't do anything? Like, yeah. A whole five minutes where you don't do anything? The thing is, like, it's funny because you say that because even like. On vacation, my my fiance and I we were in Cabo um, for like five days, and I would spend the first <clears throat> first like morning like till like nine o'clock in the morning. Let me get on the computer. Let me get everything situated for the day, and then the rest of the day would be like, okay, let's go do fun stuff until there's nothing to do. Then I'm back on right, catching up on some things. So I'm trying to be efficient with this life, you know. Um, and so you got to sprinkle in some play here, here and there. But you still got to. I mean, l- wherever he's at, he could be doing the show on the beach right now. You know, <laughs> twenty right. minutes. You're right. 20 minutes with us. You're right. I know you're right. I mean, look at you. You're in the middle of a football season. You're here. I mean, right. come on, Billy. Well, well, it better be damn worth it when he gets back because we're going to have to have a word with him for sure. This is interesting, though, Austin, because you're about to get married. You'll go on a honeymoon. And I am telling you right now, clear your week. Like, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to relax for a week. Otherwise, you'll be divorced by the time you get back, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, so there are some circumstances where you got to make exceptions, of course, of course. So I'm hoping Billy's is one of those as well. Yeah, so are we. Austin, when you go out to vacations, whenever you do, 
Um, are you the guy that likes to work out on vacation? Cause I always want to be the guy that works out on vacation. I see other people working on a vacation and I get, I get into a routine during the week of like my normal life where I'll go to the gym five days a week, but then on vacation, I'm like, I'm good. I've worked all this time to make sure that I don't have to work out now. Are you a workout on vacation guy? Not only am I working out, but my fiance is also getting drugged to the gym as well. We're getting oh, the in family there. workout. We're getting in there. there. We ain't no, we ain't here to slack and sit here and drink alcohol on the beach. No, we are here to enjoy ourselves, but we got to keep our physique there. Like we got time in the morning. It's a great way to start the day off. Uh, is your fiance sure she wants to go through with this? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> can I talk to her next week, please? Yeah, we need to bring her on and see her, you know, her reactions to all of it. But, um, no, I'm trying definitely. to give you some friendly advice, man. Clear the slate, no workouts, just drink, have fun, and do what you know what yeah. newly married yeah. couples do. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we'll be we'll be having a good time, you know, on our honeymoon. Um, I think we're gonna go to Bora Bora. Ooh, um, really? I don't know. I'm supposed so here's the thing. I'm supposed to plan the honeymoon. She planned the entire wedding, everything. And so right. she's like, okay, you gotta do the honeymoon. So I don't know. Maybe I get some advice of places to go. That'd be good. I've heard Bora Bora was good. Um, Turks and Caicos. I think that's how you say it. Very Turks nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Shorter, so shorter flight too, because Bora Bora, you're going to be on the plane for six years trying ah, to get down there. That's ah, the thing. Yeah. Okay. Tony's so, good with this. Go, like Tony could be helpful. If you want us to uh, get together at top five places, you should go for your honeymoon. We will put that together for you. Yeah. Present it to you next week with your best I'm man. For it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I was still waiting on that one too. <laughs> oh no, we have it. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, no, it's red mic. Is it not ready to go? Yeah, there might be some data jokes in there now. <laughs> <laughs> We've waited too long. We're gonna do this. So next week, I, I am begging you. Okay, we'll see if Billy's back or not. Who knows? Okay, <laughs> but I maybe he's planning he your honeymoon. But I am yeah. begging you. Okay, if we could speak to your uh, your wife to be your fiance. Okay. okay, if we could just talk to her about you. Okay, yes, <laughs> okay? yes, I think we and can if, make it happen. And we'll present a top five places you should go on your honeymoon. Okay, Perfect. Tony Perfect. will present it to you. I like it. Nice. I'm gonna start talking right everywhere. Now. Tony's got a good setup over here. Like this man is. I know. He's, I know. He's the real deal. Best setup in the business right now. I don't Did think Billy just get replaced. It's getting wiped out. I mean. <laughs> Uh, Austin, if I told you before last weekend's game that your offense was going to score six points, you would have told me what? Yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? Um, obviously, I'm on the offensive side of the ball, so you know, anytime we don't get a touchdown, it's a bad game, and especially if it's you know a game like that. Fortunately, we fortunately we play a team sport, and defense held them to zero. So, yep. not saying it makes it any better, but yeah, it's not. It was not a good outing, and. You know, um, I think the weather definitely played a part into it. I think we had we had like six or seven drop balls. It was raining the entire time, freezing cold. Obviously, we still got to make it happen, which we did. It wasn't pretty. It was definitely rugged, as I like to kind of explain it. But I'm glad to be back on the West Coast because I ain't about that that East Coast weather. That's, that <laughs> I dealt with the cold, went through all that. And I'm I'm so glad I'm out here in California. Let, let me just say that. Austin, how does that work, though, last week? Are you walking away like wins a win, we move on, we won the game, we're happy about it? Or are you happy but also a little disappointed because 6 nothing? Yeah, yeah, the latter. Um, definitely happy but also disappointed. Um, we we got to play better. Like, it's flat out. And, you know, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. My my mind's all over the place because I'm trying to figure it out. And, man, like, my my mindset is in limbo. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm pushing so hard to make sure that, hey, let me put in every 
ounce of work that I can so that I'm ready to play on Sundays. I do that and then still don't get the necessarily result that I want to get. And so I'm searching, I'm watching old film. I'm looking at, you know, other running backs. I'm like, okay, what am I doing? And they're not like, and it's, it's really, it's hard to pinpoint like where, where I can right continue to like, Oh, this is really need to f- emphasize. And obviously there's the obvious, Oh, I got to break more tackles, things like that. And so it's just me trying to figure out how to get this thing going, get myself going and just continue to make an impact, man. Just it's tough. It's been a tough go for sure. Speaking, speaking as a fan of a team that often just scores six points, it is disappointing. So <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So look, we have another opportunity and right now it's, it's huge for us because we're coming down to some AFC teams and you know, even those that are in our division too, with the, we have the, we have all of them. We have the Chiefs, Raiders, and um, and Broncos coming up. Broncos twice, so mm-hmm. um, there's there's a path, and the path is winning all these games. You know, the rest of the go away here for five more. I mean, Austin is bad. It's bad. I know. Listen, I know you're not happy with the year, okay, as a team and as an individual, but you're right there. I mean, you're right. the AFC has got so many teams that are somewhere between seven and five, and where you guys are at five and seven. You guys have a shot, Austin. Yeah, it's murky. It's murky, but it's there. There is a light in all this darkness. There is one there. You know, we got to go get it. And the cool thing is you guys play, like you said, divisional games. You play the Broncos twice, and they're kind of in the same thing. You're six and six, five and seven. Like that that middle of the pack striking distance is right there. If you guys get some of those games, you play the the Bills, who are, again, in that same striking distance area, get, it, get a, a game against the Chiefs, like – it's it really is attainable when you when you look at a team and you play them twice in a matter of let's three weeks like how does that game plan differ for you is there a difference ooh yeah when you play I mean we played you know a couple teams back or not back to back but twice a year and you always go back and look at the game okay what did work what worked what didn't there's not like a whole drastic game plan change right because like you can't change your identity over especially over a couple weeks. Um, but there's always going to be a couple of new flavors of the week that we're going to try. Like, hey, they did us this that last week. This worked, so they may, they might come back with it again this week. Hey, if they get in this look, this is what we're doing now. You know, going to the next week. So there's always going to be flavors. It's it's pretty much the same thing every single week. Um, we just assume that every single team is studying, which they are, every single play that we had the last week and trying to make sure that like, hey, okay, let, we got to defend against this. So every every game plan is a little bit different, but you still have your core stuff, but. I feel like what you were just saying and how close it all is like all of us right now are fighting for our life as far as the playoff picture, right? It's, it's, it's winner, winner, go home pretty much at this point. Um, and that's, that's the mindset right now. Uh, Tony, you know what happens if the chargers do get in though, right? You know what people are going to say about them, correct? What? No one wants to face the chargers in the postseason. No one true. wants that team. It's true. Getting hot at the right you know time. That. Just get there, man. You'll scare the shit out of people, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, we saw it actually ended up happening to the, um, to the uh, Jacksonville last year, they were yes. four and seven at one point, and then they yep. won out. And then obviously they beat us in the first round of the playoffs, which was a crazy game. But um, same thing with them, you know. And so it's it's not that it can't be done. It's just it's a little bit more difficult than we would like. Um, but hey, that's life. That's life uh, most of the time. I only ask you this question, not to put you in a bad spot, because I'm tired of quarterbacks. The best quarterback in the league wins the MVP every year. The best player in the league this year has been Tariq Hill. If you had to vote for MVP, who would you vote for? Wow, um, I would want to see the rest of the games play out. If if Tariq okay. gets if Tariq gets his two thousand sets the bench, I I think that's the biggest case for the most impactful player. Absolutely, um, but then if it's not, then I do think it comes back to a quarterback because it's just such an impactful position, right? Um, and like if I think of all the teams that have a backup quarterback, you think of their entire team so much like it's so different 
so different as opposed to where, Hey, if you're missing your number one receiver, missing your number one um, running back, it's not as you're like, okay, like they still have the quarterback. They still got a, a more of a chance, so to speak. Um, but when it's that quarterback that's missing, you're like, ah, oh, let's see how this goes. And it's a little uneasy as far as the feeling around that team. So yeah, I think Tariq's definitely making a push for it. Absolutely. If he especially gets that 2000. If you go by that logic, then you think the college football committee just got it right. Correct. Um, no, I think they got oh. it wrong. <laughs> really? No. I mean, you just talked about how important the quarterback is. <laughs> but see, see, it's it's a totally different conversation okay. because for them, right? What? Well, first of all, what are they trying to evaluate and who actually gets into the final four? And if you told the team, hey, what you got to do is be undefeated. And the, I mean, what else do they need to do? Like what? I want to sure. see a criteria of what it takes to get in. You know, and it, it, right now there is a criteria, you know, it's kind of same with the MVP. MVP is kind of like a judgment. Like, I don't actually have no idea who, who chooses the MVP. I don't know. Maybe you guys know. Um, but for the committee, I feel like what more would they have needed to do? They they have every single game that they did. They had they won every single one. Um, and so, I mean, it's hard for me to say that Florida State shouldn't be in there um, when they did every pretty much everything they could have done. Um you know, and sure, they they lost their quarterback, but they still even won with their third string quarterback, you know, right. so fair. Yeah. Austin, uh, Stu Gatz and I, we, 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 we are, we're fans of the Jets and they're, they're going through some stuff right now. And Rogers was on the McAfee show this week talking about how they have to squash all the leaks coming out. He's already and smiling. I'm just curious. And laughing at us. I know. No, I'm actually curious as a locker room guy, like how upset do you get when you see some stuff? out in the media and you try and like find that leak is that a big deal for you guys How what was that? leaked like what do you mean leaked like was it um, like so secrets he, that it, we're telling or what the jets want yes. to go back to zach wilson at quarterback zach, and yeah. zach wilson doesn't want to play quarterback for the jets right now <laughs> and somebody told and somebody said something to somebody in the media who reported that zach wilson doesn't want to go back and it's a whole thing but i'm just i just want to go more broad picture with Damn. What, what's it like with leaks <laughs> in the locker room? How doesn't that? That's tough. Obviously, yes. I'm not. I've not dealt with a situation like that. Um, of course, that nobody point. has because we're the Jets, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, obviously, we have no idea what's true, what's not. But um, yeah, that's you know, we've dealt with some stuff in the locker room about media and people tweeting and stuff like that, and it's it's usually not a good thing. Um, I mean, you tried you try to squash it, but it's already out there, and now media is going to be you know, asking about that. Mm -hmm. Kind of just you just basically like you know put the extra you know haystack on the camel's back, you know when there's already tension built up because of the how the team's going and how the season's going, um, and now it's just kind of just opening up a new drama. You're, you're basically sure. turning the locker room into a drama show, you know. People are just with the popcorn, just you know, <laughs> oh wow, look at all this, and so um, yeah, terrible. So I hope they're keeping their heads straight. Hope they're having you know, a player's meeting and making sure that everything gets addressed and making sure that they're locked into finishing out the season and not really like, let's, let's kill this in the media. Like we're not talking about it. Like that, that would be my message anyway, over there. Just try to kill it as fast as possible. But if you find them stitches, get stitches, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, it's gonna be out there. There's no hiding from media. If you said it, it's gonna be out there. People are gonna find it. Does he look like a fighter to you? He got punched on Monday Night Football. He was trying to break up a fight. He didn't even do anything. I mean, he's... listen, that did. Happen. I know that did happen. I, I remember what happened <laughs> in happen. high school with him. I remember what happened with him in high school. He told us. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, well, that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. What happened? Hold on. Yeah. This is new to me. What happened in high school? I don't know. Where's Sorry. Billy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where's Billy? 
<laughs> Come on. You're gonna catch we're gonna catch Tony up on everything now. Oh, all the inside right, jokes. Mikey, Mikey needs to explain. Don't listen to old episodes. Don't oh. listen to old episodes. <laughs> Tony, go ahead if you have something here. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, when your when your coach is in cover mode too, because he basically came in and refuted the report saying, Hey, look, I talked to Zach personally. He came into my office, said he wants to play and stuff like that. Have you seen in your time in football where something happened and a coach covered somebody else's ass damn well knowing that that didn't happen kind of not lying to the media but maybe uh giving the benefit of the doubt to the player and just saying hey i'm the coach i'm going to take this on the chin yeah i think almost like we see it every every week where you know the head coaches are like a representation of all of our teams and you know you see a lot of coaches say like i didn't do a good job like i should have done better or it's like you're almost taking too much ownership for the loss of the entire team. Like you're not out there playing, you're not out there making the plays. And so it's same thing in the media where someone might be trying to cover and like, Hey, let me direct everything on me so that that player doesn't have to um, take on the full, you know, brunt of, of the media coming at you in this surge and trying to really, really redeflect. And I think a good coach can do that, right. Where it's like, Hey, let me just, let me try to deflect all this narrative out here, circulating, put it towards me so I can answer the questions and then you get, you get, leave my guys alone. Cause for us, I mean, we want just nothing besides being together as much as we possibly can. And that that's, you know, in the culture and then also on the field as well. So yeah, I, th- I think coaches do do that. Um, and I think, it, I think it's a good thing. Um, but there is, there is a line right where you can do it to the media, but then you definitely need to be addressing it with your team as far as like, Hey, this is the reality. Like that's the perception, what the media is saying, but this is reality here in the actual locker room and in our meeting and what we're going to talk about, you know, so still needs to be addressed for sure. Last one, I'll get you out of here. Uh, Mikey A and I were just talking to a to an author who wrote a book about trash talking, okay, and the science Ooh. and psychology behind trash talking. You don't come off as a guy who does a lot of trash talking. Uh, well, do you? Let's start there. Do you? I feel like I don't have time to trash talk. Like, I'm not. Because <laughs> you're always I'm, on I'm Zoom meetings, in. I mean. <laughs> he's not <laughs> trash talking. He's doing push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about what you're trying to do. I'm worried about what I'm trying to do. And I'm, so I'm trying to go that way. Okay. Does trash talking ever get to you? Has Like, do guys try it on you? Or does it get to you? No, guys don't really trash talk. No, not to me right. anyway. I right. feel like it's more if like people have a personal beef than the trash talk comes out. Okay. Um, or if you're Philip Rivers and he would just trash talk people just for getting beat or anything like that, that guy would trash talk a ton, right? You, you get you get dunked on. My favorite my favorite clip from Philip Rivers is when he's screaming ninety yard touchdown in one of the Jacksonville Jaguars ears, and the Jack the Jags guys like you don't got to say it in my ears. He's like I will say it in your ear, and the, the ref tells him to go f off, and he's just he's juiced up, man. It's great. It was great. and he doesn't curse, right? No, he never never curses one time. And that's the he, cool. He talks. He talks. But yeah. never curses, so it's like yeah. very proper G-rated yeah. talking. Right, shit. right. He went yeah. home and had another kid. Tony, you know, the first time Austin saw Philip and his entire family, he thought Austin, he thought Philip was doing charity. He had no idea he had that many kids. I thought he was doing a meet and greet. Like first time, I'm in San Diego, and this man has like six kids around him, and I'm just, I'm just walking to lunch, and I see him out there. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I mean. I wouldn't ever think that's his family. I thought he's like just doing like a little, yeah, a little meetup. And I was talking to some guys about that. Phil doing the meetup. He's like, no, that's his family. I'm like, wait a minute. He's like, yeah, he has at that time, he had like eight kids. I'm like, eight kids? Sure enough, this dude drives around in a sprinter, you know, he's got like a church van that he has to pile all his kids into so he can get around. Yeah, crazy. But you love that guy. Like, it's obvious. The way you talk about him, you love him, right? Yeah, man. He just, I mean, well, I I credit a lot of my start to him. Um, And then really just kind of how he's shown 
just the, how to, someone can understand the game, his competitiveness, him in the locker room, right? Being one of the boys and being a leader on the field, man. Um, he's definitely a guy that like I will never forget. He will always be a part of my story. Would you be cool if we had Philip on with you just to talk about trash talking? That wow, just that. Wow. Yes. I mean, I would want to talk about more than that with him. Okay, fine. Yeah, I missed but, the guy. But, all right, uh, I'll talk trash talking with him. You talk about the things you want to talk about with him. Okay. Right, deal. Deal. Is that deal. fair? Deal. Uh, before we get out of here, how was Bingo Night Friday night? Bingo Night. I mean, I wish you would have showed up, but yeah, it was awesome. I'm sorry. It was awesome. Sorry. It's all good. Hey, don't worry. There'll be more Bingo Nights in the future, my friend. <laughs> okay. We'll have more. Okay. Uh, but no, it was great. It was a great turnout. We had like 80 people there show up for bingo, and we we smashed it. I did not win, unfortunately. I was like two away from the blackout win mm. for my own jersey, but um, some other fan uh, got that. So I appreciate right. you asking. Uh, we appreciate your time every single week, sir. Uh, you are a good man, uh, but you got to relax a little bit, okay? That's my goal. I'm going to try to get my friend Austin Eckler just to peel back a little bit, man. Just I'm in sit my down 20s. on the beach, man. I'm in my 20s. I got to go. I got to go. I know, you know. I know. I know how it is. I know. All right. All right. We'll speak to your wife next week. Tony will have to, uh, top five honeymoon destinations for you. Oh, they're All work on Philip Rivers. We got a lot. We got a lot to get to. But you go get a W, okay? They're very valuable. Right. You can't lose the rest of the year, Austin. So uh, go make it happen, man. All right. I'm going to get to it right after I find this end of this tape that I got around here. It's going to bother him all week. I will find it. Anything you'd like to promote on the way out, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Um, stay tuned if you guys want to check out what uh, we were talking about, the bingo night. It's at X Games and Discord. So if you want to check out, we got poker tournaments for giveaways, um, bingo night and trivia nights. So a lot of good stuff. Come check us out, X Games and Discord. All right. Win to right, win, guys. man. Win to win. Yep. Hang in there. How Tony do? Give him a grade. A, B, C, D. Tony, I give you an A. I loved your energy. You all love your backdrop. You did well, man. Listen, how are you going to wear a Miami Dolphins shirt after you picked Washington last week? Listen, get, you can never gamble with your heart. Trust me. And it doesn't work. Uh, dude, that was the worst pick I've ever seen in my life by you. You're a, Yeah, you're a real true Miami fan, brother. I, I, you might as well just take, take that off. Well, hey, since we're, since we're on that, let's, let's go. Let's start with the uh, results from last week. You want to do that, Gordy? Yeah, I would love to. What, what, what are my results? Right, here, Better? Here's the results from last week. Uh, Carl, two and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear yeah. two and four. Gordy, two and four. Tay Funk, what does that say? Four and two. All right. One, one of those was the Dolphins. Actually, Stu Gotts was five and three. And four, I think four of your picks, dude, you won by a half or a point. <laughs> Wins a win. I mean. Yeah, exactly. So me and you were the big uh, winners last week. It's a game of hooks. <laughs> it is a game of hooks. I'm glad after going five and one on on a guest pick that I finally get invited back to the show. I just don't have my motorcycle helmet. It's in Gordy's uh, office. Do you feel naked without it? I mean, I feel I feel 100 naked. I'm not going to stand up and let you see it. I don't have pants on either. Right. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you were five and one. Uh, the one time you joined us is you five right. and one. First, right. first out the bag. Gordy, do you want to tell these guys the story about my book? About my Siler story, about my book. Have they seen this? All right. Yeah. All right. So the last time I came on the show, he was he was on he was on with us. Okay. Oh, yeah. and, he was, yes. and he was talking about his book. He was hyping the book up. So I went in typical Jason, in, in typical Jason fashion and bought six copies to hand out to to great friends. You know, just leadership one hundred and one. Let's get on it. 
The book comes and it's completely wrote upside down. It's <laughs> cut off. I I don't I don't know. I threw them away. I threw. I didn't even ask for my money back. I felt so bad for them. The but paragraph started in the middle of the page. Paragraph started in the middle of the page. It was on the outside. I, so it sounds I, like a, it sounds like a publishing problem. Has anyone reached out to Siler? I mean, I I sent it to him. I've heard nothing, and I still don't have fresh copies of the book. However, okay. we, we have verified. I think Mojo said that he got a copy of it, and it was not the same way as mine. So I must have got the first batch. I got you. <laughs> we have good Carl here if you, we want to sue Brandon Tyler. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna turn to my legal counsel on what my rights were on this. How much was each copy? It was like nine dollars a book or something. I don't know. It was paper four bucks. Uh, Carl, yeah, Carl, charges, Carl charges Carl charges eleven thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> Carl doesn't take cases that can't be back in 54 bucks, man. <laughs> hey, hey, carry, carry a book and break your neck and die. Then I'll take the case over. Uh, I'm going to get Gordy's Uber driver to represent me. That's where I'm going to go. <laughs> go get run over by a bus, okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> Have Simon drive the bus, and then I'll, I'll, I'll take the case. <laughs> All right, wait. Right. Have Share Bear. Just step in front of Share Bear's bus. <laughs> He's always oh. in one. <laughs> Uh, Gord, how is uh, sobriety going? Um, I was able to avoid Share Bear um, in Fort Myers last week. He was looking up the flights, as we discussed, and he knew exactly when I was going to land, either on one of the two flights. Um, so what I did, and you know, the nice person I am, is I called him. I did not want the bus waiting at the uh, at the airport. Okay. So um, <laughs> very kind saying, of you. <laughs> yeah, I just said Share Bear. I can't do it. I can't. Okay, this is very exciting. Uh, Carl Douglas, how was your hip before we get to the games? How are you feeling, sir? Hey, man, I'm, I'm still on the walker, but I'm transitioning to a cane, taking baby steps, doing well. All right, let's get to the games, guys. Here we go. I'm going to start with you, Jason, with your pants off, okay? No motorcycle helmet. Texans, minus three and a half. They're at the Jets. This man is five and one on the season. Texans at Jets. Uh, the Texans are minus three and a half, uh, half point favorites on the road. Zach Wilson is back as the Jets quarterback. Jason, we'll start with you. Who you taking? Won't be any Zach attack in New York this week. So it's 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 CJ Stroud all the way. Okay. Uh, Carl, who you taking? Because Zach is back, I'm taking the Texans. <laughs> because he's back. Because he's back. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Gord, who you taking here? That was great, Carl. I have to try to get some uh, points back on Jason. So I'm, I don't know why I keep riding the jets. I'm taking them. I don't know why. I don't know. I've been, been saying that for 40 years, Gordon. You do, man. You do, Gordon. You do. Okay. Uh, K-Funk, who you taking? I know who K-Funk's taking here. Go yeah, ahead. Sure. Well, first, Share Bear's taking the 2000 hip hop star, Mike Jones and the Houston Texans. Um, okay. I am taking that jets defense at home, baby. Watch out. Give me the jets and the points. Really? Wow, that's yeah. Wind and rain. Me. Wind and rain yeah. up here. All right. Uh, big game uh, for both teams, actually. Rams at Ravens. Ravens are minus seven. Rams starting to play a lot better. Ravens are minus seven at home. Uh, K-Funk, I will start with you here. Who are you taking? Uh, let me give you share, Bear. Ray Lewis, you cannot go against Ray Lewis, so he's taking the okay. Ravens. Okay. Okay. Makes Pete, sense. I've been, riding, I've been riding these Rams for, what, three, four weeks now? Three weeks now? However long? Whatever. They're on a heater. Give me the points, man. I'm taking the Rams here. All right, you're taking the Rams. Carl, who are you taking? 
I'm not following K-Funk. I'm going with my heart, not my head. I'm taking my Rams. I can't go against my Rams, man. Okay. I, I listen. I understand. You can if you want to win money, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Good point. Good point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jason Gordon, I'll go to you last year. Jason, who are you taking here? Rams. Rams. Where are your pants? Not wearing them. Okay. TMI. TMI. Uh, TMI. <laughs> Gord, Ravens minus seven at home against the Rams. Who you take it? Gord, I got to be honest with you. You look great. There is color back in your face. I mean, I see life. Life's <laughs> weight. You're more stressed now. Lost a little water weight. Stick it up. Stick it. Stick to it, Gordy. Stick to it, man. I'm, I'm yeah. supporting you. Hey, wait I'm till you guys see me at Grand Beach. You're going to, you know. All right. Uh, who are you taking here, Gord? The Ravens. I'm going to go with. All right. Ravens minus seven over the Rams. going out more in this cold weather from the West. I don't see it. All right. Ravens are too tough at home. Okay. Uh, and they're playing for that one seed in the AFC. So uh, Bills at Chiefs, big game at 4 o'clock. Bills at Chiefs. Buffalo, obviously, still alive for playoff berth. Chiefs playing okay, not as good as they have been uh, the last few years, won the Super Bowl last year. Chiefs are minus one and a half at home. Carl Douglas, starting with you. Who are you taking? Stugatz, the Chiefs don't play badly two games in a row. I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay, I like it. Uh, Jason, who are you taking here? Going with the Swifties at home, man. The Chiefs. I mean, right. no, no, I, I, I'm like Carl. There's no way they're going to play bad back to back. Okay. All right. Uh, who is Share Bear taking, K Funk? Uh, Andre Reed bobblehead night, he said. So give him the bills. <laughs> okay. I'll come back to you in a second, of course. Gord, who are you taking here? Buffalo does not play bad back to back games. Since Rex Ryan took Glenn on the Bills, you know, our youngest brother, and then released them two weeks later, he's still getting a shot. I'm, I'm going with my home team. I'm going with the Bills. You're amazing. You're not bitter by that at all. <laughs> no, because he won a Super Bowl with New England with Rob. After no. he got I'm not so you thank Rex, right? Yes, I thank you, Rex. <laughs> Did your brother send them a thank you note or anything? Holiday gift? Or? He sent him a Super Bowl ring, you know, a knockoff. <laughs> Just a picture of it on his middle finger. Okay, <laughs> uh, fuck. Who are you taking here? I am. I mean, the. Carl, you're right. The Chiefs don't play bad twice in a row. I don't think Josh Allen can play bad five, four, four or five games in a row. I'm going with Josh Allen here. I think. Uh, I mean, they, this is all. This is their. If they lose this, they're out. I mean, they pretty much are out. But this is their f Super Bowl. I think. Okay, uh, let's go Eagles and Cowboys. Ooh, good game, man. Is this a good one? Cowboys minus three and a half at home. Eagles coming off a loss. People starting to question them because that's what the media does after a single <laughs> loss. Uh, Eagles at Cowboys. Cowboys are minus three and a half. Uh, K-Funk, going to you first. I'll tell you, my my pick of the week last week was the Niners. Destroyed them. Um, I'm going with the Cowboys this week to beat the Eagles again. Right, and then uh, Sherber, Sherber says, Javon Curse throwback Eagles. Ah, the freak. <laughs> Curse was on, wasn't he? Wasn't he on last yeah. year? Yeah, I brought him on. All right. Uh, share uh, K Funk. How do you feel on this episode of God Bless Football? Emmett Smith. You went to the uh, to the University of Florida. Emmett Smith told us he would be the head coach of the Florida Gators if the job was offered to him. I say we hire him. Yeah, wow. I agree. I totally agree. We do have a we do have a very good class and probably my favorite high school quarterback in the whole country, DJ Langley, coming in next year. So 
I want to give our coach one more year, give him a shot, you know. Uh, okay. I didn't know you were into the uh, recruiting scene, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, but at least you got your take in on the quarterback. Okay. <laughs> Coming into the UF. Uh, Carl, who are you taking to this game? This is a tough game, man. But I think, although I hate them, the Cowboys need a win more than the Eagles. So I'll give up the points and go with the Cowboys. And I hate the Cowboys. Uh, so do I. Uh, Gord, who are you taking? I think it's going to be a three three point game. It's going to be tight. I got to take the points going with the Eagles. All right. And uh, Jason, who are you taking? Look, get, just getting serious for a second. You know, truthfully, when you, I'm an offensive line guy, right? I mean, you look at the Cowboys' offensive line, it's the best it's been in years. It's the healthiest the team has been in years, minus a few pieces. I'm a Cowboys guy. I'm going with the Cowboys. They're playing tough at home. And, and I just think, you know, their offensive line, Dak, everything they've got going on. It's it's a Cowboys. I'm on the train. I'm on the train every year until you know we get to playoff time. But even out the division, even looking at where they stack up in the divisions, tough. I mean, it it they they need the win, but uh, they're playing good ball too. So I'm going with the Cowboys. That was emotional for you, huh? I mean, it's really, I got deep. I got deep. You, you're really, but Jay, they, they ain't beat nobody, man. They ain't beat nobody all year. Come no, on, I'll tell him, Carl. Come on, man. I don't want you beating me with your cane, okay? All right? I'm good. I'm good, okay? I get it. If You'd be okay with it if you had your motorcycle helmet on. Yeah. If I had my pants, I'd be all right with it. I could go All right, final game here. Everyone picked that game? I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Titans at Dolphins. Uh, Carl, I'm going to you first. Uh, Titans at Dolphins, Monday Night Football, two Monday Night Games this week. Dolphins minus 13 at home. They're really good at home. I'm not certain if the Titans are any good. Uh, so, uh, Carl, who are you taking here? I went, I went against them last week and got my ass kicked, so I'm going to take the Dolphins this week and give up the points. Okay. Uh, Jason, who are you taking here? Dolphins. Love the coaching. Love the style. Yeah. Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Uh, who is Cher Bear taking? Uh, he says, Javon, curse throwback Titans. <laughs> that is so good. Uh, K-Funk, who are you taking here? Uh, I cursed Mikey A for picking this freaking game. You know how I am with my Dolphins, man. I'm, I'm got That's my shirt why I on. I got my shirt on here. Mikey A's messing with me. Everyone's messing with me. Give me the Titans. All right. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Took a drink. He had to swing his drink <laughs> after because I I don't know why do you do that when you're not confident? <laughs> like, uh, thirteen. I mean, thirteen points, dude. It's a lot of points. Last, Dolphins like very said, good last, at home. Week, I mean, last week I'm with Carl. I took the freaking Commanders, dude. But yeah, right, right, right. Whatever. Right. I'm taking the fight. Screw it. But you were four or two, K. Fuck. I mean, honestly, that pick was so bad. You should have gone two and four. You deserve yeah. a two and four. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just from right, Gord. <laughs> Billy's not here. I can make it a two and four. I mean, <laughs> he's the gatekeeper. All right, quickly, Gord, Gord, who you taking here? Dolphins minus thirteen at home. You know what, Will Levis and I. You know we're both sponsored by Cuts Clothing, so really, I got yeah, I got to go with the rookie quarterback and 14, 13 points. They got to win by two touchdowns plus. That's okay. tough. Uh, I'm Monday All Night right. Football. I'm taking the points. With the okay. Titans, uh, Gord, we appreciate it. Carl, we appreciate it. K Funk, uh, Jason, put your pants back on. Uh, Carl, promote that wonderful law firm, uh, before hey, you get out of here. That's right, Douglas Hicks Law, the greatest law firm in Los Angeles, nationwide. 
Okay, he doesn't do fifty-four dollars suits. Okay, Jason. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'll be in LA this week for the Grand Bowl. Hey, enjoy, enjoy. Hopefully, I get to see you. You think you can limp over? It's a not SoFi. Yet, not yet. Not, not yet. Okay. Not yet. You think you can you limp over? <laughs> you get a good parking spot with Carl, man. You get a good parking spot with Carl. Get him to come. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Lord, send them your Uber driver. I mean, <laughs> uh, Jason, anything to promote on the way out? We appreciate you doing this. Five and one. We'll uh, hopefully talk to you again next week. Oh, look, yeah, nothing to promote other than everything. You know, I, I, I ride with Gordy on a lot of stuff, and, and you know, I don't have my ice shaker. I have my Stanley Cup today, which Chris will get really upset now. So, yes. <laughs> the two of you, man. K-Puck, uh, <laughs> anything on the way out? Thanks. Yeah, just shout out to uh, all everyone that I beat last week. Um, I, I do have my ice shaker here with K-Funk on it. Gord, anything you want to promote on the way out? You know, if you need some holiday gifts, I mean, the, the two before me just promoted Ice Shaker. So if you want laser engraved holiday gifts for uh, your employees, for your customers, you know, hit us up, iceshaker.com. But hit up Gordy Gronk on, uh, you know, Instagram so I can make oh, some money and sell ice shakers. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that, Gord. That's how you make money. All right, boys, get out of here. God bless football to all of you. God, God bless football. football. Yo, yo, mofos. What's up, mother? Oh, you know, just another day. Just yeah. setting the football world straight. That's yeah. what I do. Is that yeah. what you're doing? Yeah. Huh? Appreciate that. Really? That's Is that what, what you're I doing? do. Yeah. Yeah. You know who's <laughs> yeah. you know who's not here to set the football world straight? Billy Gill again. Of course. Yeah. yeah I can see. I right. see. There's only three. Yeah. It's just us three. What did Billy have to do today? I have no idea. Well, all week. Not just today. All week. He told Sunday. On Sunday, he told me and Mikey A, hey, on vacation this week. On Sunday. On Sunday? Yeah. That's so like unethical of him. I can't even believe he would do that. <laughs> I was shocked too, to be honest with you. Funny you said that, Sims, because you have now gotten to know Billy Gill. It is so out of character for Billy. I'm not certain what to do with it. I'm like, I hope he's okay. I mean, I know, right? I mean, it makes you wonder. I mean, what's he doing? Is he on a bender? Did he like start liking crystal meth over the weekend? What the hell happened to this guy? I just can't even believe it. I'm shocked. It seems like he's a professional with everything he does in life, except for on this show where he's kind of amateurish. <laughs> uh, speaking of drugs, you brought him up, not me. Uh, Mikey A has a very good idea, I think, for you to have a separate Twitter account. I will let Mikey A take yes. it from here, but Mikey A, go ahead. <laughs> I heard David Carr say this week that the Eagles should consider benching Jalen Hurts in favor of Marcus Mariota. And I just had this vision of Chris Sims sitting around high, high as hell, coming up with all these football takes that would be fantastic as long as you weren't held accountable for them when you were sober. So like, I could just see you stoned out of your mind being like, the Eagles should start Marcus Mariota. Right, because when Mikey, well, A, I, what, when Mikey A told me, Chris, I said, listen, Carr had to be stoned. And that's how he came up with the idea. Yeah. Sims should have a separate account where he's Stone Sims QB on Twitter. Stone Sims at QB. And you you just let it fly I, when you're high, you know? I can guarantee two things. First off, David Carr's definitely not high. Okay, okay that's for sure. All right. Second off, just has bad the takes. last thing I want to do is get on social media when I take a few puffs of my stuff and the day's over. So that ain't happening. Now, get, get yourself in Mikey trouble. A. But you're not accountable. I, you're stoned. But that's the best part. You make it not like it's totally separate from your from your real work. <laughs> tell people all this all the time when i get high for that first 45 minutes 
I am the smartest I can possibly be. <laughs> Same here. And then I progressively get stupider from there, yeah, right? Yeah. But like a lot of the things, thoughts I have, things I bring up, food for thought or whatever, throughout my career have definitely been, hey, like I told you guys, day is over. Wait, let me reflect on the day. I'm smoking a little bit, and I have lots of great football thoughts and things that do come to my mind, and I don't need to say they're Stone Sims or social media. I usually say them the next day on TV or to you guys. <laughs> Same here. All right, I've, been, so, I've, I've been doing this my entire career, and for those of you who aren't aware Sims, man, you and I are two peas in a f***ing pot, I swear to God. You have that 45- to 60-minute window to get all your thoughts in, or else they're lost. They're gone because... They're gone forever. Yes. I text my wife. I blow up my wife with football <laughs> thoughts at the end of the day right? Yes. because of what you just said. I'm like, damn, that's a good thought, or I'm on the right track there. Let me type it to her because I'm going to forget in another 45 minutes. I won't remember anymore, and it'll be gone forever. But uh, there's definitely some... No, no, I don't know what it is. End of the day, relaxation, creativity, yes. you know, self-reflecting yes. all comes to your mind. And that's what happens. Now, listen, like what David Carr said, benching Jalen Hurts or Marcus Mariota <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, I mean, we know that. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking there. Does I brought now I will say I brought up some of the points that he talked about in that little video of Twitter and, and, and on the NFL channel. It's just that, and I've said it for about the last three weeks, Jalen Hurts is not playing his best football. Yeah. You know, even on the play Jalen Hurts got on last week, I use this as an example of my pod today. Zacchaeus, number 13, is wide open, and for some reason he runs. The pocket, cre you know, a little window opens up, and he runs where I want to just go, no, no, stand in the pocket, shuffle up, and hit the 20-yard gain that might become a 40-yard gain. He is definitely missing some completions down the field. He's playing good. It's definitely not Marcus Mariota. Now, I do think MVP talk for Mar Jalen Hurts, I do think that's crazy, too. I right. do. It's yeah. the 13th-rated quarterback in football. It's a 1.9 to 1 interception to touchdown ratio. He's one of the league leaders in turnovers. He's one of the league leaders in sacks, and he has the best protection in football, and it's not even close. None of that translates to MVP. He's been outplayed by the quarterback he's played against for four weeks in a row. That does not speak to MVP. I don't understand the blind love for Jalen Hurts. I really don't. I love him. He's the man. He's handsome. He's the kind of guy I'd wanted my daughter to date. He's a really damn good football player. But when people talk about MVP, uh, they lose me in that one right now. He's got, there's giving me a little too much credit for the team's success that I, that I don't understand. I mean, if anybody else had a 78 quarterback rating and threw for 150 yards in an interception, right, they would be thrown down. But instead, they won a game against the Chiefs, and he got the credit. And I want to go for a 64 quarterback rating and 150 yards, no touchdowns and interception, right? I hear the next day, best player on the field, things that you kind of said, and I'm like, wait, are we watching the same game here? Hmm. I, that's what I don't understand. Football night in America, Sunday Night Football, Eagles and Cowboys. Great game this weekend coming up. Uh, before we get to more football, Sims, does your wife ever respond to those stone texts? Like, does she respond at all? <laughs> she Like, at first, like, when I first got in the business, she would be like, 
what or what is this? Are you meaning to text me? <laughs> she knows now. She knows that, yes, that's just – it's the easiest place for me to start my text. And then, you know, if I'm on the show the next morning or whatever, you know, I'll be like, man, I got a lot of bullet points. I texted my wife last night. So that's the easiest for me to find, and that's why I've got to keep that formula going. You, my, turned, you turned your wife into a Post-it note. Yeah. It's but just a wife, place for you to write no, your but, things. But, Mikey, yeah, I want to turn her into a guest on this show because I want to have her on, and I want her to read all the texts that Chris is yes. And that's it. And then get her the hell out, okay? <laughs> Can we do that, Sims? Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll good? see. I don't know if she'll do that, but we'll see. Oh, come on. It'd be so much fun. Just tell her to read the text. <laughs> I sent her some last night. I was sending some last night, you know, because uh, yeah, well, I get done watching film too. Right. And I watched Tuesday. I literally sit down at my office at 10 o'clock and I don't think I got up until six o'clock <laughs> last, uh, last night. Sure. We're basically watching eight hours straight of film. You know, I mean, listen, I might get done with a game, get up, make a soup or whatever, and let the dog out for a minute. But I, for the most part, I, I'm sitting here grinding away, and that's what I do. So, yeah, then the day gets over sometimes, and I've watched so much that thoughts start to come to my head. So, yeah, I did text her some last night, like I said, and they, they worked good. I brought one of them up on the uh, on my PFT show with Mike Florio earlier today. Give me a uh, give me a sample text you sent to your wife last night. <laughs> I gotta... um, okay. <laughs> Here's one of them. I, wrote, I gave her four texts last night. All right. But my last one would be – Goodell should not be involved in any football decisions. He is a businessman slash lawyer. Too many in the NFL, too many people in the NFL with no football background telling everyone how to play football. And I got an issue with that. And that to me is part of the problem with refereeing right now because the referees are being told the ref things that are not football and it's confusing everything. The inconsistency in refereeing around the league, when I talk to my friends, it's the most annoying thing in football right now, but the coaches can't say anything. Right. You know, It's like, hey, this is pass interference. This is pass interference. Oh, no, now it's late in the game, fourth quarter, Marquez Valdez scaling. Let me rip his head off and hold on to him, and it's not pass interference. Like, <laughs> it's insane. It's everywhere. It's all over the place. And to me, they need more football people running that department there is too many people in 345 park ave that have never played football mm -hmm. never been taught football never been around a locker room and they're telling the rest of the league how to play football and how it for it to be ref and it's definitely ruining the sport right now and it's questioning the integrity of the sport because it's so bad the refing that it seems like the fix is in sometimes and that's what you continually see on social media and that's the NFL's own doing. So I, you asked for that text, and there you got it. No, it's great, and it's a great take by you, and I agree with everything you said, but if you're confused, if your friends are confused, imagine your poor wife. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. What is my uh, husband sending me? <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about the Niners. I want to ask you about the Jets. But before we get to those, uh, put us in the living room. Uh, college football playoff is is released, and Texas, Chris Sims, Texas gets in. What was the reaction in the Sims household? I, I mean, I was at work when it happened. I couldn't believe it. I didn't think we would sneak in. I did not. Right. I was really intrigued on how they were going to make this whole thing work. It does seem like, you know, if they did it, if they were going to put Alabama in, they had to put Texas in because they were opening up a can of worms for every team to be like, what's the point of us ever scheduling a competitive non, you know, conference type of football game, right? And they backed themselves, yeah. you know, in into a 
you know, into a corner a little bit yes. in that conversation there. I mean, Alabama in late September is not nearly the same team they are right now. Right. That quarterback is special now. Early in the year, he was like, man, I don't know if he can make it happen. So I don't necessarily love those apples to apples type of things now. Alabama plays Texas right now. That game will be different, okay? I guess two things. I was pumped that we got in. I was also shocked. I also was shocked that Georgia, who hasn't lost a game in three years other than two games to Alabama, sure. and you know they avenged one of them in the national championship. I, they were in the national championship three years in a row. They lost to an all-time powerhouse last weekend, mm -hmm. and they don't get in it. Yeah, That, to me, doesn't make so sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Wait, so that's interesting. So it's it's Georgia that you feel bad for. Everyone else feels badly for FSU and their fan base. Well, like, what is this? Like, are I'm we playing you. patty cakes? I'm are we you. playing give out the ribbon so we can make? Like, are you kidding me? Yes. Florida State with a third string quarterback is one of the four best teams. No, they're not. Yes. Get out of here. I agree. I know they they did a lot of great things. Deserve. What the f does deserve mean? We're talking about we're taking the best four teams right now. Florida State had a great year. They play in a basketball conference, first of all. The schedule ain't that daunting. Their big wins were Louisville? Louisville? What? Louisville lost to Kentucky, who Kentucky lost to Georgia 51 right. to 13. Louisville lost to Pitt. Yes. Pitt was one of the worst teams I saw in college football this year. They beat Those LSU. Those are their quality wins. LSU, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah, LSU, again, early in the year, right. week one, where right. I don't really put a whole lot into that. Yeah. Right? So I did not want to see Florida State in. Agreed. Right? And then, yeah, I go back to what I said to you a little last week. I, I don't think the Big 12 is very good. So I was shocked Texas got in. So you, you know, been... The SEC is king. I, they almost deserve two spots every year. So before everyone in Tallahassee screams at you, I just want to be clear on your take here. You would have been fine with Texas not getting in, even though they beat Alabama, if Georgia got in over Texas. You would have been good with that, right? I definitely would have. I, okay. I mean, if you gave me my top four, it would have probably been Michigan, Washington, Georgia, then Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State went undefeated and went toe to toe with the number one team and on almost the, won the game. And they're the like road. not even talked about it on anymore. the road. That, that, yeah. that, shocking, yeah. right? Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. But if it wasn't Ohio State, then it should be Alabama. So, yeah, what I guess I'm saying is Florida State and Texas to me should have been sixth and seventh, really. Uh, Sims, the stuff of the Jets is getting super interesting here and annoying if you're a Jet fan. Uh, I am wondering, after four snaps, does Aaron Rodgers have the right to be disappointed with anyone in the Jets organization? Uh, yes, okay. he does. He All knows right. what it takes to be a successful organization. But right? he doesn't know this organization. <laughs> no, he doesn't, right. but... He knows this is no way to succeed, yeah. right? Yes. I love yes. how he stuck up for Zach Wilson, and you know he's kind of bringing to light some of the issues with the Jets. I think that's the only way you're going to get to fix it. Also, within you know sticking up for Zach Wilson, he basically admits that the reports about Zach Wilson being reluctant to play are true, right? I mean, if there was a leak and he's worried about leaks, and they don't leak false stuff, they leak true stuff, yeah. right? Yep. It wasn't made up, so mm. he kind of gave that up. And also, I don't blame Zach Wilson for being reluctant. He should be reluctant. Agreed. The Jets have blamed him and thrown him under the bus for everything. And everybody else blames him. I watched Tim Boyle play for two weeks. No one's made one point about a bad decision or how he is. Now, all of a sudden, well, the team's got lots of problems. 
and Zach Wilson's in there, it's like, well, he could have thrown it here, but he threw it there. We should probably bench him. He sucks. Like, it's insane. So if I were him, I'd be reluctant to go play for that shit show too. <laughs> go ahead, Mikey. Suppose you had Robert Sala's ear the way Joe Benigno did. Uh, what six oh point God. plan would you no, give? No, him? no, hold on. What six point Time plan out, would Mike. you give? Him? Mike, lay out for a second and let Sims comment on Benigno and Sala first. I can't even believe that. I really can't. I just um, I'm so shocked by that and so many levels. First off, I don't. Like, you know, Joe Beningo's trying to do right by making up for Robert Sala. And, oh, I think he said, I thought he said this, and he meant this and that. And I think he did. So, I mean, yeah, he's gotten burned because he gave public information that was not supposed to be public. Secondly, I want to go, I can't believe Robert Sala is texting Joe Beningo, period. Like, that that to me is something that we need to reevaluate all together. And apparently right? listening to him. I mean, what the f- is happening that's where yes. <laughs> that's the first biggest flaw i've ever seen in robert sala's career right there <laughs> yeah. okay joe beningo he's the man he's a great personality he's not even a full-time wfan radio host he anymore, retired right? chris he retired I, so i'm like that was like also a shock and it just too many people talking at the jets that, that's and now you've heard me say that for two years rookies last year telling everybody about how the organization should be run second-year players, free agents, you know, they got to lock that down and, and you know, for lack of a better way, saying it, all of them need to shut up a little bit. Yeah. Let us both be clear. We love Joe Bedingo. I love Joe B. Chris loves Joe B. Me too. This is Robert Sala, not Joe Bedingo. Like, Sala, what the f*** are you doing? Seriously. That, that, that's what <laughs> right. I want to say. And I want to like, listen. If I heard, like, I understand, like, Robert Sala, you know, he probably communicates with a – Adam Schefter, Chris Mortensen. Okay, yeah, they're part of the football world. Like, you know, they're on the know. They know stuff that the rest of the NFL, you know, world doesn't know. The public doesn't know. They got information coming out of their ears. Yes. I understand conversations with that type of guy, but yeah, I mean, Beningo, no, like, like you said, Beningo I like a, Joe Beningo, but right. he doesn't fit that criteria. There. On a golf course in Florida, giving Robert Sala advice, it's unbelievable. Anyway, let's get to the 49ers, Sims, because to your credit, yet again, you told us their best game was better than anyone else's best game. So on Sunday, you must have been sitting there watching that saying, see, I told you so. You felt pretty good. Holy shit, Sims, that team is awesome. They're they're awesome. They're awesome. You know, they're it's the stars have aligned. You know, if they can stay healthy here, they're gonna win the Super Bowl. They are. I really believe that. Yep. It's a year with, you know, it doesn't seem like there's an elite team, and they seem like they're the only elite team, you know, through and through. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see if the Dolphins can become that. The Ravens have shown points of that. We'll see if they can continue it there, right? But you know, I think the biggest thing, you know. Off, you know, early on, the Eagles did have the momentum. They didn't capitalize, right? The field goals, they're only up 6 nothing. They got the ball again, up 6 nothing. good field position. The 49ers defense stopped the three and out. And just a few little easy completions on the next drive kind of got Purdy going. And then the floodgates opened. And that's what's amazing about them is, one, they're one of the few teams that can physically just go toe-to-toe with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then two, their skill guys are special and they have the best head coach in football and nobody comes up with better scheme plays than Shanahan and what he does. And, you know, you saw that just he's got checks and balances and so many ways to make plays look the same that end up being different. And I showed some of that on my podcast today because 
I talk about tying plays together all the time. And with all those weapons he has, nobody ties plays together better than Shanahan. And, hey, I threw a pass to Debo Samuel out here. He got 20 yards up the sideline. Two plays later, we come and do the same formation and the same motion. Debo goes out there. Your defense saw it. Now they overreact to it. Oh, this time I got George Kittle going on a deep cross. Boom. Same look and play, but it was different. And he knew they'd overreact to Debo and the success of the play two plays earlier. So now he throws it and uses it against them, you know, uh, and a deeper pass. And th those are the things I'm talking about. The way he plays, you know, Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo, and Ayuk and Juszczyk off each other and 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end. But they're so versatile, all those guys. It could be one back shotgun you know, four wide receivers. They can do everything, and they really put defenses in a bind because of that. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbuttoned podcast as well. Football night in America, great game this weekend. Eagles and Cowboys. Uh, Sims, the three big games, at least for me this weekend. I'm going to give you each of them, and you just give us a minute on each, and we're out of here, okay? Let's cool. start. okay. Let's start with Rams and Ravens. Rams and Ravens, 1 o'clock slot. What do you think? Rams, of course, way better than people think. They should be in the coach of the year conversation. Agreed. Their offense always has the right game plan. They'll be a pain in the ass. Their defense, it, it plays better than their personnel on the field. Raheem Morris is one of the best defensive coordinators in football, right? I think they can be a pain in the ass for the Ravens. I don't think they have enough players and horses altogether to beat the Ravens. Uh, four right. o'clock slot. We have, uh, this is, God, this is so good. What a great weekend. Bills Chiefs, 425 in Kansas City. Your thoughts, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, I think it's going to be a really close football game. Yeah, I think right? the Bills are going to win it, Chris. I, I, I don't think you're crazy in that thought at all. I don't. You know, hey, the Bills can protect Josh Allen. They're, that's one thing they can do, right? And if you can protect Josh Allen, then they got a chance. And the Chiefs are aggressive as hell on defense. And I think that the Bills will be able to use that against them a little bit. And then we know the Chiefs offense, they're just, it's not that special. So where the only thing I worry about is the Bills, can they stop the Chiefs run? And I would say, yes, because this is a year they're not going to be too worried about Mahomes in the passing game. So they'll be able to give looks of like, you know, they'll be able to cheat both is what I'm saying. Crowd the line of scrimmage, or you don't want to run, drop out. McDermott's really good when a team is a little bit more one-dimensional one way than the other. Uh, I think that I don't know who I'm going to pick in that one. It's going to be a really close football game. And Buffalo, you know, the last two regular seasons has gone in there and beat Kansas City in Kansas City. They're not afraid of that situation or playing an arrowhead. Yep. All right. Uh, last game, your game, Sunday night, game of the week. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys. Eagles coming off a loss. Uh, what do you think? Cowboys have to win this game, Chris. You would think they do for their psyche, right. for one, let alone if they want to win the NFC East. But, uh, like, the moments now, the Eagles aren't playing good football. Their defense every week drops four or five spots in yards per game ranking, right? I mean, a month ago, they were top five defense in football. Now they're, I want to say, in 23rd in football, Yeah, 24th. They're, they're way down the list. So it's there to be had. The Cowboys offense is rolling. They should be able to protect Philly. You could see, you could throw on Philly. You know, so I look at that and go, yeah, that's real dicey. And then the Eagles offense, we know it's not as good as it was last year. It's not. The, the big thing is going to be this, and this is what I always say with Dallas when they have to play Philly or San Francisco. 
Are they are they going to be good enough up front to not get steamrolled by the Eagles? Their problem in those games is they're not big Dallas, and then they have to crowd the line of scrimmage because they're worried about being overpowered, and it just compromises them in the secondary and downfield because they have to play so aggressive up front. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But, yeah, I think you get desperation, Dallas, all they got. And of course, they're tough on home field, and Philly's reeling a little right now. You know, Philly's won, yeah, two out of their last three. But I would say that they were outplayed in all three. Yes. It's certainly not as impressive or as dominant as it was last year. That schedule's been brutal for them, though. But you know what? Yeah, this this schedule, after their bye week, it got real, right? I mean, it it really did. Yep. Yeah. Going to be a fun weekend, fun game on Sunday night. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbutton Podcast, Football Night in America, pregame halftime. He's all over it. Cowboys and Eagles coming up this weekend. Uh, We love you, buddy. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, Did you miss Billy at all? Like, did you notice he wasn't here? Well, yeah. I mean, I miss Billy because... I had nobody to really attack or, I know, you know, I know. You like tell me, them how right. stupid they were today. And that's where <laughs> Billy fills in. And he's a good filibuster that way. So I, I missed him from that aspect. He is. He's, uh, he's smart, stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the first 45 minutes after you get high today. Okay? I will do. Thanks, man. I will. I'll be all over. <laughs> the best 45 minutes of my day. See you, buddy. See ya. See ya. <laughs> A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975, we were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years. And then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple undebatable quality great taste only 96 calories it's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most a light beer that tastes like beer you don't have to choose what's best miller light has great taste and is less filling tastes like miller time to get miller light delivered right to your door visit millerlightcom gbf or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer celebrate responsibly miller brewing company milwaukee wisconsin 96 calories per 12 ounces fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com live.